0: Previously I put a video online that reminded us of some um, social platforms that you can find us on and encourage you to go and like those pages in the days and weeks to come. That'll be how we of connected. So we want to encourage all of you to go and find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, so that you can stay connected. We also just want to encourage all of you that might be concerned about maybe how can I give in this season, but we do offer online services that we will be able to um, give your contributions and so we're very grateful for that and for those on the local level we know that you're welcome to mail really in the contributions we are just expecting God to do what he says going to do and he said he would keep us and them no matter what trial situation we find ourselves. We want to encourage all of our St. John family and those who are watching remember continue to wash your hands. Continue to use sanitizer and remain clean it so that as God does what he said he's going to do, we also must do what we have to do. We want to continue to pray for those that are sick within our own congregation, pray for those that are caretakers and those that are in the hospital, that are working um, to keep us safe. We want to keep them lifted up in prayer and continue to ask God to keep them. Listen, saints. during this time, we've got to trust God. doesn't matter what it looks like around us. He's a keeper. And if he's kept me through one thing, surely we are going to keep you through this as well. So continue to be encouraged and to know that God has no, he doesn't watch short of what he said he's going to do. And continue to keep your hand in the hand as he continues to move our life. God bless you, God bless you, and I'll be back with you shortly for witness there. Right, you to little, why do you lift your hands and say, I can bear witness to that, that, that God is able, and that people do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think, because we serve such an amazing God. Right in you room, come on, I want to engage you, I want you to lift your hands, and begin to worship him, begin to bless his name, begin to tell him how good he is and how sweet he is, and how amazing that he is. that you know him to be a way maker. You know him to be healing in the midst of sickness. Come on, just lift your hands where you are. Begin to kiss on his face and offer up the fruit of your lips. Right where you are, right where you are. Begin to bless his name. Begin to tell him how good he is. Lord, we thank you for being able, God. To be omnipotent. And thank you. Acknowledging, God, that you have done more than enough. And for that, we are so to you. So now, God, as we enter into your word, we ask, God, that you would give us receptive hearts. and most of all, God, you would use this local Lord, to bring your people victory in Christ Jesus. We thank you and we give you praise. Lord, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen the Bible. The Bible a word for the As you're turning there, we also want to encourage you to remind you that we'll be doing Sunday services in this way on Wednesday. We'll also be coming to you online and on Friday. We're having STJ news, and it's during that time that we will bring you announcements and updates on where we are as a church body. And so we want you to tune in in. Exodus, the 12th chapter. We want to commence in verse number 21 and a few of the following verses. You'll find these words recorded. Then Moses called from the elders of Israel, and he said unto them, Draw out and take your lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop And dip it in the blood that is in the basin. And strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until morning, until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and the two on the side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your house to you. Over the next few moments of our time together, I just want to remind you about this message, that the blood still works. So the blood still works. May seated see the presence of our Lord. The blood still works. Today we are faced with something that is unfamiliar to us, and that can be very stressful. The feelings of a lack of surety or certainty can sometimes lead us to question, is everything going to be all right? Because there can be the stress of uncertainty when every day you turn on the television and there are reports of deaths that are resulted of the coronavirus and warning people how contagion it is, to the point that when you cough, you're wondering is this just allergies, sinuses, the flu, or maybe perhaps even the virus? When the US alone, the coronavirus cases are 26,900,000, 26,900, 26, I'm sorry, with 348 deaths and 178 people have recovered thus far from the virus sometimes it can be stressful and it can bring about anxiety because of the level of uncertainty but I want to tell you Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to let your request be made known to God and in so doing the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus so though we are in a time of uncertainty, I'm comforted to know that even when I'm uncertain that God is certain, that God is not surprised by this pandemic, and even though we might be, our faith should lie in God will take care of his people. There could be an uncertainty when um, they are asking people to stay home because of the seriousness of the crisis. That seemingly attempts to push us into a place where we must contend with ourselves, and really evaluate what it means to spend time with me. Life is filled with uncertainties at times where that can relieve us to stress, you see, because you go through one thing, and here comes something else. Mm -hmm. You're trying to move through the pain of your purpose and through the loss of perhaps a loved one and the bereavement of your beloved, the disappointment of your dysfunction, and perhaps the heartache of your headaches. But the reality is, sometimes you got more bills than you do budget and being suffering and sacrifice, but it still feels stressful, depressed, and oppressed at times. But I come today to share with you that when it seems like all hope is lost, that there is one by the way of Christ Jesus who soothes every pain and removes every doubt. The uncertainty of the direction of your life, that you've tried this or that and you failed, and now you're fearful of trying again, But I bring you good news this morning, saints, that God is able to do just what he said he would do. We must keep in mind that our enemy is Mm Satan, and he's always seeking opportunities to defeat us. We must never forget that that it's a spiritual battle that's going on, and and that this spiritual battle requires spiritual weaponry. Mm -hmm. That you do not come to a spiritual fight we call it weaponry. That it requires using spiritual weaponry. Paul recourse to us in the book of Ephesians that we have to put on the whole armor of God that we might be able to understand the lives of the enemy. And in so doing, we are reminded as we are equipped to go through what life throws at us because we have the armor of God to secure us. We must understand that God is in charge and that he is concerned about you and your well-being because he loves you. It's with this in mind, I want to embrace the text before us, an Old Testament text that the children of Israel are being delivered from Egypt and before the full deliverance can take place within their life they find themselves in a night place you follow the text you understand now God has allowed pestilence and uh, a a total of 10 plagues to come upon the land and in so doing God is going to deliver the Hebrew out of the situation and in so sort of doing, he tells them, in this night, I want you to stay in the house. He wants them to stay home, but he, he gives further instructions. He tells them, and you'll find it around the verse number 21 that I read to you in your hearing. He says, and I want you to catch this. He says, when Moses called all of the elders together because he was getting ready to reveal the truth to them, he says, draw out and take the land. First thing I want to suggest to you that anytime we are in a place of uncertainty, the very first thing that will happen in your life is there will be a drawing out. The drawing out is seeking. It's the drawing out looking for, in the particular text, you understand that the the elders the, the, the were supposed to draw out a lamb so that it could be sacrificed for their family. Whenever you are faced with uncertainty in your life, there will always be the drawing out. We draw out so many things when we are uncertain, mm-hmm. such as other people's opinions, philosophies, and perhaps their theories. But, but, but in this text, he instructs them to go draw out a lamb. I want to suggest to you that when we are in a place of uncertainty, that's when we've got to draw unto the Lamb of God. We have to draw unto Christ. The Bible says in, John, in James 4 and it says, draw now to God, and he will draw now unto you. We must rely on the word of God and believe that he loves us and he would not suffer us and allow us to be in ruins. So he is instructing them to go to the lamb, go get the lamb, because it is the lamb's blood that is going to keep them secure. I want to suggest to somebody today that the blood of Christ can still keep their life today. That even in the crisis, we are to draw unto the lamb, the crucified lamb, by way of Jesus Christ. This becomes an a illustration of what Christ would do in the New Testament on the Crabbish Cross. So we must understand that when we are faced with uncertainty, there will always be a drawing out. There will always be a place that you seek to draw from. And, Saints, I want you to know in, in your hour of uncertainty, don't draw on people's opinion, don't draw on people's philosophy, but draw to the Lamb. Draw to the Lamb of God because the Lamb of God was slain for your life. And it's that blood that will cover your life even whenever things on the outside are falling apart. Mm -hmm. Notice the instructions was for them to go home. To go home and apply the blood body, because the drawing will always begin at home. Mm -hmm. That's why coming to church also not really hindered the church because the building is really not the church. We just, the building houses the church. But the real church begins at home. They were at Oh, and he says, go and draw the lamb, because I'm going to need you to sacrifice it, and listen, let me tell you something, we might be in a place to where we're in our houses, but that's the best place to start, Come on here. because it's the body of Christ, the church building only houses the church, but we are the church, anytime there is uncertainty in your life, there's going to be a drawing, Come on. but the real question is, what are you going to draw to? Yeah. Are you going to draw to the fear of what the world suggests, the panic mode that everybody's in, or are you going to draw to the Lamb of God? Are you going to believe that his way is the best way, that he knows what's best for us, even unseemly when we don't know what's best for ourselves? The very first thing in the text that teaches us is that there'll be a drawing. Anytime there's a place of uncertainty, there'll be a drawing. Right there in your house, whoever you're with, right there, just look at your neighbor, and you can slap a high-five with you in your house
1: and say, uh,
0: there'll always be a drawing where there's uncertainty whether it draws you to the place of other people, but we ultimately see in this text it all draw us to the Lamb. And so the very first thing I want to suggest to you, when you're in the place of uncertainty, then you're drawing. But make sure you're drawing to the Lamb and not to the philosophies of man. Number two, in the text, and we go on to the next verse, it says that not only are you supposed to draw up the Lamb and, and, and um, slay it for the purpose of covering the family, Uh, before we even got to that place he says in the next verse he says then to take a bunch of hyssop Mm -hmm. and he says take it and dip it in the blood there will always be a dipping there's a drawing and then a dipping Mm -hmm. the dipping is submission the dipping is submission because what will happen with the submission is in this process of certainty you must always draw to the lamb but you must submit to the lamb that you're drawing to You've got to be very careful during this time The Bible says in James 4 and 7 It says submit yourselves therefore unto God Resist the devil and he'll flee from you mm-hmm. You've got to resist the temptation to, to submit to what man says. So Remember to submit to what God says mm-hmm. He said that they were to take a bunch of hyssop And they were to take it and to Dip it in the blood The reason the dipping of the blood is for The application on the door mm-hmm. And the reality of the matter is we've got to Understand that anytime time we're in A place of uncertainty there's going to be necessity of the dipping, oh, oh. the dipping, the submission to what God would have us to do. That's what's amazing to me. I will not get into conversations with people concerning whether or not the church should stay open or stay closed, because the reality of the matter is the Bible is clear about uh, obeying those who have authority over you. And it's very important that we have to do what God uh, instructs us to do as we submit to his will and his way. I believe that this is a season where the church is praying like never before. Come on we are engaging one another in ways okay. that we never have before. We're concerned about each other more than ever before because the reality of the matter is sometimes when you're in your night experience, these things are necessary to bring you into your morning. Come on here. Come on. We will never get to our morning without going through the process of drawing and dipping. Okay. The Bible says in, 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 in Kings, it talks about that there was a man by the name of Naaman uh-huh. who oh. wanted a blessing from God. He wanted a blessing from a prophet by the name of Elijah, and he went to this prophet and he wanted uh-huh. him to bless him, to heal him of his condition called leprosy. Uh-huh. And the reality of the matter is uh, uh, Naaman did not like the process of the healing. Uh-huh. He, 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 he 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 thought that when the man of God didn't even come out to even uh-huh. give him any attention, he was offended. And sometimes we don't submit because we're offended by the process that God delivers us. Uh-huh. But I want to tell you, that when you submit to the will of God and you resist the enemy, God will do just what he said in that same here, I'm trying to teach y'all work with me. The reality is, he thought that he was supposed to go dip in the upper rivers. But the prophet told him to go dip Uh -uh. in the Jordan River, which was considered to be the common river. See, that's what happens when we seek a miracle, but we want magic. The problem is, God says, I'm not a genie and I don't produce magic, oh but I will produce a miracle. Oh God. Has God produced a miracle in anybody's life today? Why well, you want? You know He's blessed you with a miracle. If you don't know what that miracle is, inhale and exhale. Oh That's a miracle. Oh magic instead of a miracle, but God gave him the miracle with the instructions, but it required him to submit. And I want to tell you today that your real blessing in the midst of all this is your willingness to submit to God, submit to his will and his way. The Bible says he told him to dip seven times, and I can believe that when he got one through six, he gradually began to see the transformation that all that seven dip, he was completely healed of his condition. And I want you to know in this particular text, instructed them to take the hyssop and dip it in the My blood. Mind. It was a sign of submission. But the submission itself was to obey it, but okay. then you had to apply it. I'm afraid today that we got so many people who will say one thing, but they ain't applying the end yeah. of they're saying. Uh-huh. They, they're saying one thing, but they're not applying the blood to their life. Uh-huh. It doesn't reflect. And it's because there's no dipping. If there is no dipping, there is no submission. Woo. And the problem Ooh. with us today is we think that our ways are smarter than God's ways. We think that what we desire is more important than what God desires. But God says if there's no dipping, there could be no miracle. If there's no dipping, there could be no deliverance. If you don't draw now unto me in this hour, you can't see my hand manifest like I have predetermined. Right when you want to look at your neighbor and say, God's got a God to gift, I got a dip. In the dip because remember, hyssop was used as a medicinal. So, therefore, it was used for medical purposes. And so, therefore, he says, when you take your issue to me and you dip them in the blood, he says, then the power that's in the blood is your impact, your sickness. Come on, come on. Sickness in your body. Sickness in your mind. Sickness in your spirit and even the sicknesses of the soul. The sicknesses of the soul are those that cut real deep. But I have found that in the blood, there is healing there. Yeah. The third thing I want to give you in this text, and then I'm going to get out of here. I pray that our time together has added some value to your life But mean, there's a time of surgery in your life it will always be a drawing. There will always be a drawing. But you got to make sure you're drawing to the land. Yeah. The next thing is you understand that out of that drawing will come a difference. A submission to God. And make no mistake that the drawing deals with seeking. Who will you seek in the time of your uncertainty? Number two, you understand that the be a dipping which deals with submission. But the third thing I see in the text and on the way of the play, I want you to see that in this text, around that final of uh, the 23rd verse, you'll see where he says, listen, uh, when this is applied over the door, <clears throat> Come on. when you apply this over the door, of your house.
1: Yeah,
0: he says when you apply this blood over the door, over the lintel, mm-hmm. and the doorposts, mm-hmm. he says even though stuff going on the outside, uh-huh. it's not going to impact what's going on, on on the inside. In other words, number three suggests in this text that anytime there's uncertainty, mm-hmm. there'll be a necessity for dependency. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In other words, in this text, they had to believe and to depend on what the, Moses said to them was true. That 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 whenever God would come through and the destroyer would come through, uh-huh. that this blood that was over the lintel and over the post was going to keep them secured from all and the diseases that they were faced with during that time. Let me pause right there and suggest to somebody that it's very important when you're uncertain to guard your heart. Watch what you are putting your dependency on. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all things, you ought to guard your heart. Why? For everything you do flows from it. He says, not only are you to, to guard what your heart, guard what comes in, guard what you are depending on, don't depend on the government to dictate your faith in God. But yet submit to what they require as long as it doesn't contradict your faith in your God. I wish I had somebody here. Listen, not only does he say to guard your heart because I don't to close the issue of life, but he says, keep your mouth free from perversity. And, and when you're depending God said, you will govern what comes out of course. your mouth. Because hey, hey. really, out of the heart, out of the abundance of the overflow of the heart, your mouth is going to hey, speak. Hey. Now I want to know, is there anybody in here who said I can depend on God, hey, hey. that blood, that word thee Sometimes you're going to have to eat a rolling noodle, and you're going to have to put some hot dogs in it and call it lean cuisine. But whatever you have to do, just know that God is providing for you. Is there anybody here who knows that God will provide? when the mind is really at work in your life. don't give up on God, because yes, yes, he won't give up yes, sir. on me, yes, and because he won't give up on me, I will draw unto him, I'll give and I'll on him because he's proven that he'll do just what he says, listen, I just want to give the call of salvation, If you don't know Jesus. The same blood. For me, He took my place. I repent of my sins. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. The Bible says that if you confess what you're not.
2: favor to your nostrils, God. We pray that our word